Bump. Been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. The Berwyn UFO cover-up, it provides compelling evidence that authorities go to great lengths to cover up certain UFO cases, and it also shows beyond reasonable doubt that military forces operating in the UK can and do get employed to deal with UFO incidents. You can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable, <laughs> unidentified flying object. Welcome to the I Want to Believe podcast. I'm Nomar Slavic. I'm Kyle Sawyer. We've all heard about the Roswell incident, but do you know what happened in the mountains of Wales back in 1974? We'll fill you in. But first, a quick reminder that all of our I Want to Believe social media and email are in the show notes. Also, you can watch my documentary, Otherworldly Amore, on Amazon Prime right now. DVDs are also available. Check the show notes for links. All right, let's get hiking to the Berwyn Mountains. The information for this story comes from writer Marcus Loth of the UFO Insight website. On January 23, 1974, at 8.30 p.m., quote, the ground around the Berwyn Mountains shook. It sounded very much like an explosion. The orange glow in the mountainside would suggest that was exactly what it was. The official explanation would state that an earthquake, measuring 3.5 on the Richter scale, had hit the area. The epicenter, as stated by the British Geological Survey, was likely to be Bala Lake. This was, incidentally, the same spot where local residents would report seeing the aftermath of an explosion. This, quote, explosion, according to military records, was the result of a bizarre meteor shower. One meteor went crashing into the mountainside. The Berwyn is actually a range of mountains located next to the England and Wales border. According to the username Davyboy of the summitpost.org website, it is, quote, a relatively unknown area of upland situated in the northeast region of Wales. The area offers some great walking opportunities and the far southwest region is rarely touched even though it is partly enclosed within the Great Snowdonia National Park. Uh, the area's isolation makes it the perfect background for conspiracy theories, despite its beauty. Um, Davy Boy continued by writing, On most days, you'll meet very little people. Uh, the scenery here ranges from vast open moorland, mountains with steep and impressive crags, along the steep glacial hanging valleys and waterfalls. In fact, one of Wales's highest and most fantastic of waterfalls is to be found at the head of one of these valleys. The height of these mountains is over 800 meters, reaching a penultimate height of of 830 meters above Ordnance Datum at the impressive summit of Kader Berwyn. It sounds gorgeous, but let's learn a bit more about the earthquake, explosion, and the conspiracy. Loth wrote, one resident statement read that they had seen a bright red light like coal fire red on the mountainside. They could also see light above and to the right, as well as white lights moving to the bottom. 
Alright, we're getting a little closer now, but as we both know, strange lights does not a UFO make. I think though, buddy, that one reason these lights have sparked some debate is that this incident was ruled an earthquake, and that's all. But a police officer near the area at the time has gone on record as saying, quote, There's been a large explosion in the area, and there is a large fire in the mountainside. I can see the fire from where I am. Maybe an earthquake was registered by the British Geological Survey, but it was caused by a meteor striking the mountain? Makes sense, really. It does, no big deal, until residents of the area spoke out. Check this out. Despite everything we just discussed, reports from members of the public came forward. Loth wrote, Some people got a lot closer than the military would have liked. Nurse Pat Evans, upon request of local police after hearing of her profession, would attempt to attend the site in case her skills could be of use. As she was heading towards the site in her car, she noticed strange lights going up and down the mountainside. At first, she thought these were rescue teams. However, she soon began to realize how difficult the terrain would be to negotiate in the dark, no less. What you think about that, Jack? <laughs> Nurse Evans also stated that she saw a, quote, pulsating orange glow. At first glance, that sounds like a fire, which wouldn't make sense to the meteor theory, but 36 years later, in 2010, she made another statement. She said of the location of the glow that it, quote, couldn't have gotten there any other way apart from being flown there. It had to be a UFO of some sort. Loth wrote, Evans quickly realized that whatever sat on the mountainside, it certainly wasn't the scene of an aircraft crash. Her two teenage daughters, who were in the car with her, began to become uneasy and scared. Taking a last look at the bizarre scene, Evans turned around her car and headed for home. That's interesting, but in 2014 she made another statement about what she saw that evening, elaborating further by saying, It was moonlike, but without windows or doors. I've never seen anything like it before or since. I have no idea what it was, I just wish we'd stayed to see what the end result was. Alright, hold on, that's quite a jump from a quote, pulsating orange glow. And Loth does not elaborate on the inconsistencies of her claim, so I'm not really sure what's going on there. Yeah, I, I agree, but self-proclaimed UFO researcher Margaret Fry was on scene quickly because quote, whose house sat close to the area. It was her investigations and collecting of witness statements that would form the core of events that evening. Okay, so what did she find or what she have to say? Well, Fry spoke to numerous witnesses. Uh, Loth wrote that they would paint a far different picture than the military. One of the more interesting statements was from a local hotel manager. She would state to Fry that in the hotel bar each evening following the incident, the conversation was increasingly about the military, quote, sealing off the area and ushering anyone who got close to their perimeters away without explanation. There were also reports of an American military presence. In the hours leading up to the event, two long-haul lorry drivers were driving back from Lincolnshire to the area. Their hopes were to arrive back in time to at least catch last call at their local pub. On the way, each would notice a strange cigar-shaped object apparently hovering over Bala Lake. They continued to watch the object as they drove. Upon arriving, they would find that the pub had closed. They banged on the door wondering why the pub had shut their doors early. Only when they looked at their watches did they realize it was after 1am. In the days after the event, a family were driving along a quiet road around 20 miles from the Berwyn Mountains. A strange humming sound suddenly filled the air. Out of nowhere, a saucer-shaped object passed in front of them, just above the treetops. 
and then vanished out of sight. Well, shit, that definitely paints a different picture than what the military had claimed. Uh, there were declassified documents released about other UFO reports from the area at the same time frame. Lothrope, a large bright object was likely visible all around the United Kingdom. At least five classified reports came to light in the eventual declassified documents. UFO investigators would liken the site to that of the famous Kecksburg crash site in Pennsylvania in 1965. There, like now, the military would seal off the area and deny what residents had seen with their own eyes, and further leaked documents would prove investigators were right to draw comparisons. The declassified files would essentially prove many of the dismissed and crazy theories were completely correct. And what's more, the government seemed to be complicit in actively covering up the events. The military were carrying out activities at the location that evening. It would seem a UFO had crashed in the Berwyn Mountains and the UK and American militaries had retrieved it. What's more, it would seem, given how quickly they were at the scene, remember the light seen by Nurse Evans, that they were expecting the arrival of the craft. Again, all of that is what Loth wrote. That's some serious claims. What say you, my friend? Yeah, it's... Uh, we're getting into the realm of military cover-ups and silencing witnesses and all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of leans a little too heavy on the conspiracy side. So, fair enough. But check this out. Loth found that another UFO researcher named Tony Dodd had an anonymous military witness who shared information about the incident. Loth wrote, his unit were stationed at the unnamed barracks in the south of England several days before the incident in the Berwyn Mountains. They received orders to move out and head from Birmingham. From there, they proceed to Chester, and they finally reached Langolan and were under instruction to set up base there and wait. They knew orders were coming, and the entire unit believed they were taking part in a live drill. They went into action almost as soon as the, quote, earthquake occurred on the same evening as the incident. Within hours, orders came to proceed to Landerfell, and they were not to stop under any circumstances until reaching their destination. Once there, still expecting a training exercise to begin, especially given all the, quote, activity on the ground, a small five-person unit placed two oblong crate-like boxes onto the military truck. They received strictest orders to leave the box is shut at all times and to not stop until they reach their destination, which was the Porton Down facility. Regardless of orders, all of the soldiers agreed to stop at a convenient location so they could obtain refreshments. Almost as soon as they vacated the vehicle, a plain clothed man approached them, producing high level military ID, and ordered them to carry on with their journey without stopping. What do you think were in those crates, buddy? Well, before that could be answered, we have more conspiracies to contend with. Check out the following information, which is covered by what Loth wrote, but contains info from researchers Dodd and another man named Russ Kellett. Uh, Russ Kellett. Oh, boy. Okay, go on. That anonymous military witness, well, he's got more information. Loth wrote that the witness and other soldiers eventually decided to peek into those crates. Loth wrote, Inside each was a gray alien type creature. Okay. Each lay in decontamination chambers, presumably done at the site of the crash. Upon the removal of the creatures from the chambers, it became obvious how frail they were. It also became apparent how not of this world 
they also were. In the days that followed their journey and transportation of the two crates, rumors began to swirl among the units that some of the cargo contained live aliens. All units received strict instructions not to talk about the incident, even among themselves. Wow, and I know we've said this before, but even if a tiny part of this is true, it's wild, buddy. Where does Russ Kellett come into play? Well, Loth wrote that in late 2018, stories began to appear of a UFO researcher, Russ Kellett, who claimed to not only have in his possession several leaked documents concerning the Berwyn Mountains incident, but also a map that detailed the presence of an alien base in the region. While many, including those in the UFO community, were wary of his claims. Uh-huh. They are intriguing nonetheless. Furthermore, he claimed that the person behind the map was on the mountainside on the night in question, along with four other witnesses to boot. Upon hearing the commotion and indeed the explosion that January night in 1974, they immediately drove to the area. Kellett would state, The five witnesses saw a strange object and got out to have a look, but the military were there and told them to leave. Loth continued, Kellett claims the map came into his possession following a lecture he had given in the early 2000s on the case. A mysterious person offered it to him, although there is nothing known regarding their identity. They did pass on the research to Kellett, and combined with Kellett's own investigations, the information is revealing, and if true, quite explosive. It would suggest that the Berwyn Mountain incident was not one of a by-chance UFO crash landing, but one of provocation by the military themselves. Uh, hold on a second. I know. I'm just letting you know what Loth wrote. Uh, okay, don't get me wrong. This is all fascinating, but there are so many assumptions being made here. Assumptions from folks that lack a bit of credibility in the field. Now, with that said, I did find something I could 100% agree with Lothon. He wrote, quote, The claims need to be taken with a cautionary pinch of salt. That I can get down with, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really don't mean to sound so close-minded to all of this. It is a really fascinating case that I've had interest in for some time. I just always think it's wise to try and be as rational as possible with this stuff. And I don't want to jump to conclusions either, you know, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. You got to take everything, you know, as it comes to you and So after Loth wrote the pinch of salt, he also wrote, there is no doubt that there is a wealth of UFO activity in this particular area of Wales. And what's more, considerable activity also takes place off the Welsh coast. Indeed, Kellett is far from the only person to suggest that some kind of extraterrestrial base or gateway might exist in the region. According to Kellett's claims, he would receive a leaked official document composed by the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency. The document confirmed that an official RAF exercise took place just hours before the apparent crash of the UFO. Furthermore, they would witness at least 80 flashes off the North Wales coastline. Kellett would further state, there was no doubt there's an alien base under the sea of the North Wales coastline where they build all their crafts. Why would the military want or need to light up the sea with 80 photo flash bombs if they weren't looking for submersible objects? I think they knew there was a base under the sea and they did it to light up the area so they knew where to attack. It just seems like too much of a coincidence that this took place on exactly the same day as the Berwyn Mountains incident. Kellett would go even further claiming it was his belief that the result of the RAF mission was quote they kicked off one hell of an incident 
According to Kellett, a battle of sorts ensued and three alien crafts emerging from the water. One was shot down straight away, while one escaped to a destination unknown. The last of them, however, was the one that was, quote, shot down over the Berwyn Mountains. Wow, that's a lot, dude. What in the hell do you have to say to all that? Well, if any of it's true, that's uh, that's quite a thing. I mean, having a yeah. UFO Royal Air Force battle <laughs> over the <laughs> Berwyn Mountains. With yeah. the, uh, I think it goes back to the name of the podcast. Like, I want to believe. Right. That sounds so intriguing. But when someone like Kellett is making, like, absolute statements mm. on something that's impossible to make an absolute statement on, that's where credibility is put into question, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. Well, only the Sith deal in absolutes. There you go. And that's all we've got for the Berwyn Mountains incident. That's Anything true. you want to add? No, I think that about sums it up. Um, as we always say, live free or die hard. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> gonna lose it at one point I, on this one because you you literally wrote what do you think of that jack <laughs> dude this is just me being all by myself for like 48 hours just typing stuff thinking that it's cool all right <clears throat>